What's up, everybody? This is episode nine of the One Question Podcast, where we dive into some of life's most difficult questions. I'm your host, David, joined by my co-host, Lindsay. Hey, you guys. Pastor Carrie's with us today. What's up, everyone? And Pastor Michael, the surf pastor at our church. Welcome, Michael. This is your first time. Yep, first time. Um, Glad to be here. How does it feel? I mean... Everything I hoped it would be. That's great. <laughs> and it's only that's been great. 10 seconds. It's 10 seconds in. That's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys, this podcast really exists as an environment where we can address some of those questions that we all have that maybe keep you up at night. Maybe you think about them while you're driving. And, you know, we just want to be able to come and have some of those conversations here. And so maybe you are curious about who Jesus is. Maybe you've been following Jesus a long time, or maybe you're brand new to faith. However, you guys got here, whatever your journey's been like, we are excited to have you guys here and think that this question really is going to mean something to you. That's the hope, right? That's, that's the goal. That's, that's the, the goal. goal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as always, our one question often leads to another question, which leads to another question. And and then uh, we hope you guys are following along and enjoy the conversation. <laughs> so the question today, dun, 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 dun. why? Why are there so many types of churches? Seems mm. like there's one on every street corner. So <laughs> I know it's kind of like McDonald's, <laughs> Burger King, and the local food. church. <laughs> yep. Right. I mean, the hometown I'm from, you might have enough churches to outweigh the population that we actually had in wow. my town. So wow. it was really, you know, three thousand people in the town, but I think we had at least like forty churches. Wow. You know, there. So yeah, I I know. I grew up <laughs> like why? You've why seen are all the all churches. There? Yeah, what would y'all say to that, to someone who's wondering why there are so many churches? I mean, I, I think the uh, the main thing to realize is that, you know, at the start, you know, I, I like to take it back to the Bible. There is one set of people, mm-hmm. and they're called the church. And to be honest, I don't think it really changes. It just changes as to what does that look like and how do people express that uh, into a community format and you know, we're 2,000 years removed from the birth of the church, but mm-hmm. it's seen lots of it in different expressions as different times have come along, different cultures. Um, and so I think many times you see a lot, but it's just really a, the same church, but it's different people functioning differently and expressing that relationship with Jesus in ways that's just slightly different. Yeah, so maybe we need to start with how do we define a church? How should we define yeah. a church? Is it just a building with a sign in front of it that has a cross on it? Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would take me to church, and we sang this little song. It's like, uh, here, I'm the church, you are the church, we are the church together. And then there was like some little weird hand thing. With the steeple. With the steeple, and then all the people. (laughs) All the people. Something something weird. I don't even remember it all. Uh, But I I grew up, and maybe you guys were like this, I grew up thinking the church is that building on the corner. Right. That like, I go to on a Sunday. That I go to or Maybe other on a people Wednesday go on, night. on yeah. a Sunday. My, I grew up, my mom's a believer, my dad's not a believer, so there was some division on whether I was going to church or not. Mm-hmm. But but that's what I thought. I thought, oh, there's a church, it's that building. Uh, and my guess is many people think that, that they have that same thought process that, that I had on that. And when we open up scripture and, and look at, what does the New Testament talk about the churches? I really think that defining what the church is is important. 
Mm -hmm. And there's a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 16. It's verses 13 through 20. uh, And Jesus is going through the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? That's Jesus. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah and one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. What do you you say? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, one of his closest followers, answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. This is really the first instance that we get of this word church in the New Testament. And what what Jesus, I believe, is talking about here, he's saying, I'm not building my church on this person, mm-hmm. Peter. He's saying, I'm building my church on the foundation of this statement that Peter has just made. And what is mm. what is that statement? The statement is that you are the Messiah. And yeah. so that's what the church is. And so to me, the church is the grouping of people. It's the gathering of people who share and declaring that Jesus is the Messiah. And so there's no building associated to this. Uh, then, And as we get further into the New Testament, there aren't churches on the corners and all of that. The churches actually were held in people's homes um, and and so with that, the ch- we have to understand what the church is before I think we can really understand why are there so many of them. Because you could say, oh, well, there's so many churches because people like different architecture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's yeah. not why there are so many different churches. But I do think back to, Michael, what you were referring to is as, as the initial group of believers who claimed that Jesus was Messiah, as that number grew and grew and grew, you then get the church going into different cultures. You get different people interpreting scripture in different ways. And that begins to have differences in thought in how people lived out their faith. So how do you think we got here? You know, if the intention and when Jesus first introduced this idea of the church, it was based on this idea that he is the Messiah. How do you think we got to this place where there's a building on every corner and there's not a ton of real community in our world? How do you how do you think we got here? I mean, you you kind of have examples uh, uh, you know, still several hundred years ago, you know, 300 years after the initial church was born based on these groups and stuff, the first followers of Jesus, then within a few hundred years, the Roman Empire became, uh, basically made Christianity the, the legal religion of the empire. And that turned into, well, now everybody was now Christian. Didn't matter if you actually professed Jesus as the Messiah or not. So the Really, since that point, we've kind of had a tendency in Europe and in beyond to make these large, because it was then that they started making large buildings that create kind of what we would consider churches now. Um, and again, there's some some negative things to that, but I don't think it, it's not necessarily inherently a bad thing. A church a building helps us to gather together with groups of people and corporately be with people we consider family with God. And so the, the building is never the issue, but I think it really needs to be centered around that, that profession, that who Jesus is and why we're called out as those people. And how does it help us to be that Christian community that we're supposed to be, 
that's always been, I think, the intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I know that there are different buildings in different places, and I think that's necessary for different communities and cultures. Um, but, you know, what would you say to the person listening that's like, you know, I saw three churches on this one street. Like, why why do Christians need multiple different places? Why can't we all just get along and have one church that we all go to? Yeah, that's a great question. Why do I go to Chick-fil-A one day and somewhere else the next day? Uh, you should only go to Chick-fil-A. You should only go to Chick-fil-A. Is the right, right answer. That's the right answer <laughs> we're supposed to say here as, as good Christians, right? Um, you know, there's that difference in what each individual grouping of people expresses of Jesus. And, and so when I profess that Jesus is Messiah, that thing gets played out and practiced. And so we see for sure uh, when you go to different towns and when you look at the New Testament, you have Paul writing letters to churches in different cities. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a real difficulty in those being the exact same church played out in how they practice their faith. And so you're going to end up with these differences because you have, as Michael said, different cultures, different people, uh, and they are going to interact with the scriptures and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit in different ways. I think the other thing I would say to that, though, is from a New Testament perspective, we would say that all of those individual, quote, churches are one church, Mm -hmm. that every church that proclaims Jesus as Messiah and Jesus as the way to heaven, that's actually the same church. They may have a different name on the building, but we believe that it's all the same church and that's Jesus's church. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how do we decide which one to go to? Should it be based on my preferences? Like if we're going the Chick-fil-A McDonald's route, you know, are we choosing a church based on if I like the way the music sounds or if the pastor is really entertaining in their stories? What, what would you say are some of those important things to ask when choosing a church? I'd say at the, the core of it, what is the community that you know is going to fuel you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and be that community, that part of that community, because I think different people uh, do interact with God differently. God enjoys diversity um, as a part of who yes. he's created to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he created us in that image. Uh, so I think that's that's where you get these differing expressions. Different people relate differently, and you have different ways of doing worship. You have different ways of doing teaching. You know, I know for me, I am a person that does enjoy sitting down, and I'll, I'll dig very deep into stuff. It's my kind of more my personality type. So I enjoy things that are just going to challenge me, uh, even intellectually. So I enjoy that. So sometimes that, that could be my take on who I listen to or who, what kind of church I would typically go to. Um, for other people, they're really going to be impacted by how creative the church is because that's a, it's a part of who God made that person to be. So I think at, at the start, there's, number one, does it, does it impact your relationship with God and get you into real, authentic Christian community? But then the other parts is, well, what does that look like? How would you function in this community? What would help you in that? Is it, is it these creative? Is it the, the sermons? Is it Bible studies? Is it outreach? And, uh, of course, altars, I think, should have definitely those elements 
in them, but different people are going to, are going to gravitate toward what they probably would, would, uh, how would you say it? I guess probably what they would be impacted by the most, but feel the most like they can imp- like play out their giftings mm-hmm. in a community more so. That kind of makes me think about, um, I used to be a teacher and you have a classroom full of kids, right? And if you have 20 in your in your room, five are going to really like Socratic seminar and like having discussion. Five are going to like you just talking directly to them. So you're always going to have a mix of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that for one church to try to reach people like through all of those different methods would be almost impossible. So yeah, I think it's important to sort of see what you connect with, see what you learn from, see how you feel when you go in. To me, that's a huge thing. When we were choosing this church in particular, we would try a different church and then we'd come back. We'd go to a different church and then we'd come back. We'd go to a different church and come back. And there was something when we walked through the door where I felt like the Holy Spirit was sort of nudging me in that direction. It felt like home. It felt comfortable. It felt like a space where I could grow, where I could be myself. And uh, for me, I think all of those kind of go into into play when it comes to choosing a church family, a church home. Um, and it's, it's tough. Sometimes it's difficult. You may try 20 different churches, and they all may feel wrong. And you may start questioning, well, do I even need to go to church, or do I even need to find community? Um, so it, it's, it's difficult. But when it feels right, it feels right. And I think that the Holy Spirit speaks to us in that way, too. I think there's also making sure that we're intentional about understanding what it, what is the perspective of that church when they're interpreting scripture? Mm. Because one of the reasons that we have so many different types of churches is because we interpret scripture differently. Uh, there are mm-hmm. issues within scripture that we don't have, have certainty on this side of heaven. Uh, and so churches really then begin to have their differences. So just some of those predestination or free will. Some churches believe that God preordains people who are elect to be in eternal relationship with him Mm -hmm. and that he predetermines some people to be separated from him. Well, other churches read the same scriptures and interpret that God has given free will to man to to choose the gift of salvation given in Jesus. So that's going to be a difference in churches. Some churches believe that women can play a role in ministry. Other churches believe that they cannot based on scriptural interpretation. Same thing, charismatic gifts. Some churches believe that those are for for the continuation of the church. Some people believe those stopped in the New Testament. And so those really, how we interpret scripture, then determines what we see played out in an actual church. Yeah, I think something that's hard for me sometimes is I think it can be a little discouraging that there are so many different types of beliefs and which has caused different churches to arise. Um, Michael, do you think that there is any sense of God being kind of sad that there are different types of churches, not from a cultural standpoint, but from a belief standpoint. And kind of with that, it's like, Pastor Kerry, you were saying that some of the biggest differences are in what we believe and how we interpret things. If God wanted us to interpret it a certain way, why wouldn't he just say it? Like, why is there so much difference in how we interpret? Right. I think going back to scripture itself, 
there there is not a, a concrete this is in the bible what a church this is exactly everything you should do to make it look this certain way mm-hmm. because it's written as a narrative it's a it's it tells us where it came from it tells us the purposes and then it shows us lots of examples of how paul and the original followers of jesus actually made this happen in different cities and what you see them do is continually go to a city and find out what speaks to these people what expression should they have and they build around that with the foundation of jesus and who they are so that's part of it um and i think that's where you see the diversity um i've traveled a lot around the world and you you see a beautiful amount of diversity in how people's cultures how god i think really ingrains in everybody what we what uh one of the famous missionaries I, i love he used to call it the fingerprint of god that you see these aspects of every culture that speaks a part of who God is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's their thing that God's given them to express a part of who he is that we may not get because we're from a completely different culture. Um, so that's one thing. I think diversity is very good. Now I do think there are times where unfortunately there have been churches to exist because of disunity, because two groups of people, you know, disagreed, but they let that disagreement grow until they couldn't be a church anymore. And now you have two churches. And I think that is something that, that breaks God's heart because many times we get in the way mm-hmm. of what God intended for mm-hmm. us to be as a church. And so that's unfortunate. But just because there are so many churches doesn't mean that that is inherently bad. Um, I think that's something, that, definitely when you travel, you recognize that there's things that that you've never realized about God, but you now see clearly in this completely different culture that they see that you don't. And I think that's the gift of having so many different expressions mm-hmm. is that we can learn so much from one another. But the unity of saying you from this completely different place, you and I are part of the same family, mm-hmm. even if we've never met before, but we still have that same thing in common that we are followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're my brother and sister yeah. from day one. Once we meet is is that the only non-negotiable when it comes to being under the umbrella of the church is that foundational belief that Jesus is Christ? I think it depends on what church you go to. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to split the tables yeah. in two. I, um, I, I really, you know, I, I want to jump onto that question a little bit. Does it break God's heart, the different churches and all that? Um I I agree it's a yes and no. Um, I think it breaks God's heart more that there are his children in this world who are separated from him. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I believe that if a diversity in churches helps more people be reached for the sake of people being reconnected to our Heavenly Father, I think he rejoices over that more than he ponders on, oh, why are there so many different churches? And I think those different expressions can be helpful in reaching different people. And studies show new church plants, new church plants are typically way more effective at reaching new people for the gospel and to be connected into a relationship with God. So I think God is way more concerned with the individual people and then being in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love that. But I do feel like both of you skirted around my question about interpreting, which maybe because it's a heavy question. A- ask it again. Ask it again. So, so, you know, I think that so many churches, there can be so many different churches because of how we interpret scripture differently. Sure. Why didn't God just make it clear how scripture should be interpreted? Why are there so many different ways to interpret it? Well, it depends on who you ask. Some people would tell you he's <laughs> made it very clear. Mm-hmm. And, and that we have his word and it shows us. And, and I think the differences are us saying, I believe this is the interpretation. Now, I also think it's a bit arrogant of us to think that me and my finite limited self will understand the totality of scripture and what it is and the depths of God and mm-hmm. who he is and the depths of Jesus and everything he did and meant and thought I tend to believe if I could do all of that, that would make me God. And That'd be I'm, scary. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm just, I'm not arrogant enough to make that assertion mm-hmm. that I'm going to figure all of that out here, which then I think maybe gets back to what you were asking a little bit, David, which is foundational. What is foundational, right? Uh, and it is the declaration that Jesus is Messiah, that he was sent, for the purpose of salvation. But I think this is also where some of these different churches and theologies begin to diverge. You have certain churches that believe that it is the decree of God that is what leads to salvation for the person. And they would say, hey, we believe in Jesus and what Jesus did and all that. But I I think in believing in the decree side of that, perhaps they are underemphasizing Jesus's role. And you'd have other churches then say, no, Jesus is central to salvation, not the decree. And so that's where the differences come. And for a number of those, quite honestly, we're not going to know till we get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to know till we get there. And so it's not worth spending all of our time arguing and fighting about those things on on things that are separate from the essential nature of what does it mean to be in a relationship with Jesus and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, as we, as we close out our time together, um, I wanted to just ask you one more question. You know, what would you say to someone who's like, you know, I'm just still not convinced that I need to go to church to have a relationship with God. Like there can be all these different types of churches. My relationship with God is kind of private and of my own. I don't think I need to go be in a community with other people. Right. And I would say to be able to exercise the gifts that we believe God has put in each person or to walk in the gifts of the spirit, like not the charismatic gifts, but the fruit of the spirit, Mm -hmm. try walking in the fruit of the spirit alone. It's hard to really be walking out in the love of Jesus without other people around. Or uh, I think God from the beginning created us for community and especially community that, Mm -hmm. that, grows us in that relationship because it's very difficult to near impossible to do by yourself. Um, I think if you look in anywhere else, even outside the church, we would never encourage someone to try to succeed in life by themselves. Mm -hmm. But so I definitely would not recommend it here, but I think that it's part of who we are. God created us to be together and to walk this life together. And it's an exercise in humility to say, Hey, let's get a, a group of people together. We all have limited perspectives how can we learn from one another? How can I surrender myself to another person? How can I learn from them in ways that I couldn't 
Um, and even when we disagree about stuff, that's a perfect opportunity for us to go, you know what, what's more important is this relationship than who's right and who's wrong on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say it's very difficult. I would never encourage someone to try to live the Christian life because I don't think it was ever meant to be done alone. Yeah. And I would tell you, I think that's because of who God is. His nature mm-hmm. is triune. God himself is in relationship. And if we truly believe that we are created in his image, that means we are created to be in relationship with others as well. And so as as we let the Holy Spirit empower us, lead us, change us, it is changing us to be more open to other people and in that relational aspect that's a reflection of who he is. Yeah. And so maybe you're listening right now and you have not been part of a church community, maybe in a long time, maybe ever. We want to invite y'all, if y'all didn't know this One Question podcast, we're actually based in Jacksonville, Florida, um, and we're part of Beach Church together. Um, And we have two campuses. We have a campus here in Jacksonville, but we also have an online campus that um, wherever you are, we would love for you to be a part of. Um, We worship together on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11, and we really, our goal is to be a place where people can belong before they believe, where they can search out and understand more about a relationship with Jesus. And so this is our personal invitation to you that if you see all these different types of churches on the street, on the internet, don't know where to start, start here. We would love to see you and get to know you. Um, But this is the end of our podcast, this episode. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Carrie and Pastor Michael and David. Um, Thanks, guys. And you guys. Guys, we will be back next week. If you have any questions, let us know. Just email one question at beachchurchjacks.com. Rate, subscribe, and tune in next week to see what shirt David will be wearing. <laughs> yeah.